Drive Fast. We're into hour number three of the Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you along today. For those of you watching on the Bud Light live stream, certainly appreciate it. Those of you listening uh, in parts unknown, we also appreciate you being a part of the program as well. Good stuff. Uh, joining us now here, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the preseason, some things to expect. Uh, we can even look at uh, roster stuff. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. You can p- find him at PFF underscore Brad and uh, overthecap.com. Good stuff there as well. Brad, how you doing today, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? We're doing great. So let me start off by asking, I mean, this is fantasy time. So uh, all of a sudden you're starting to look at all these different players in different fantasy leagues, guillotine leagues, all that kind of stuff. So if you're going to start looking at some of these guys and some of these storylines coming into this season, uh, not just as a fantasy player, but some of the bigger storylines coming into the season, what what are they? If you're going to sit down and you're going to be, as a writer, pen the top ten stories coming into the season, what would they be? Yeah, I mean, from a fantasy standpoint, I think maybe the most fascinating story right now is Alvin Kamara with New Orleans Saints. He had a legal issue this offseason and has been postponing and delaying the actual case coming forward. And so there's been a question of will he face a suspension in the 2022 season, potentially later when it would be fantasy football playoff time, you know, week week 14 to 18 range, or is he going to postpone that and it'll be a 2023 issue? So I think that's a huge one. It's kind of impacting his value. It's hard to gauge. I guess one other one for me too is, I think we love to try to find that next guy up. We want to try to get out ahead and and be a year too early as opposed to a year too late. I know the fantasy community probably disagrees with me on this, but personally, I think Ezekiel Elliott is going too late in fantasy football drafts. I think people love Tony Pollard and what he brings to the table in Dallas. But at the end of the day, I think Zeke is still that workhorse in Dallas and I think is a good value for fantasy drafters where he's going right now, kind of in the late third round, early fourth round range. So, because uh, I'm sitting here, I'm actually in a league, and we're doing auto draft right now, and I'm watching all these players come off the board. And, I mean, I know it depends on points and such and, and receptions. And Is it smarter to grab your quarterback first, or is it smarter to grab a position such as, a say, Debo Samuel, Dalvin Cook as a running back, uh, maybe a Stephon Diggs or Jamar Chase, some of those high-end guys. Is it smarter to grab the, the, the receivers and the running backs, or is it smarter to grab the quarterback first? Yeah, so unlike real football, um, you know, in these standard settings of a standard league, you definitely do not want to take a quarterback that early. Uh, they, they are down, you know, they're devalued a bit as compared to running backs and wide receivers. So you want to get a couple of those high-end guys, like you mentioned, uh, on your roster first. And then the other key with quarterback as well is, frankly, a running quarterback matters a lot more in fantasy football than they do in real football. Uh, You know, passing yards, you're not going to get as many points. So guys like last year, Jalen Hurts is one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy. Um, Obviously, Lamar Jackson, when healthy, is a dynamo and and was almost a shoe-in as the QB one, if you can play the entire season. Um, so you also want to look for different skill sets and, and guys at quarterback that bring different things to the table, maybe than your standard pocket passer, unless of course they're Tom Brady and they're putting up, you know, 5,000 yards and 40 plus touchdowns. Then, then it doesn't matter that he's a statue in the pocket so much. So I, I want to go back to something you talked about with quarterbacks. Uh, first of all, my assumption is Deshaun Watson is untouchable, correct? Uh, yeah, probably. You know, it seems like that suspension is going to go to 12 games, maybe a full season. Um, so if anything, he's a bench stash, I guess, for the playoff run. But you don't want to use much uh, draft capital on that. 
And then Kyler Murray, with the tumultuous offseason he had, getting the contract, coming back to the Cardinals, I know that their head coach could possibly be on the hot seat if they don't produce this year. Give me your thoughts on Kyler Murray. Yeah, so, you know, I do think the pressure's on there. Obviously, he's got a nice new contract extension, and a guy last year through the first 10 or so weeks of the season was, you know, at a blistering pace, both in real football, you know, he started at 8-0, and in terms of fantasy football because he was running the ball, but after a couple of mix and bruises, had a hip issue, had a, I want to say an ankle issue as well. Then he doesn't doesn't run, and then his his legs become less of an element. And I think that's when their offense really starts to skid when he's not having that threat as a runner and is just a drop back passer. I think then teams can take a lot of things away from him. So a lot of pressure on them, on him specifically. No DeAndre Hopkins for the first six weeks because of his PED suspension. They obviously went out and traded for Marquise Brown from the Baltimore Ravens. They have Rondell Moore, their second-round pick from last year, who's a great kind of gadget guy, quick area, you know, quickness in the, in the short area, getting the ball, let him go to work. But, yeah, pressure's on there, and they need to be good throughout the season, not just start hot and then kind of fizzle out as they have the last couple of years. What about when you talk about gadget guy, Debo Samuel, who sat out, wanted to be traded, and then ultimately got what he wanted, which was the money, but they used him all over the place. He wants to be strictly a wideout. What do you see Debo Samuel being used as this season? Yeah, so, you know, I do think now that he's got this big-time new extension, a great deal for him, three years, about $23 million per year, I think he's more open to maybe being used in, in more unique capacities, right? So I think before you get that money, you're saying, look, why would I take running back carries and subject myself to a lot more hits if you're also not going to give me a veteran extension? Um, in that new contract he signed, there actually are incentives tied to rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. So it's not a ton of money, but he actually will earn a little bit more money if he does surpass some of those metrics. But he's a great fantasy player because he gets a ton of catches. Obviously, he's targeted behind the line of scrimmage, and then he goes to work making guys miss in the open field and getting all those yards after the catch. Um, but that's great for fantasy because you know, there's also some leagues that where the scoring is tied to how many receptions you get. You get a half point just for the guy catching the ball, and then you add the yards in, and that makes Debo Samuel a very, very valuable player in fantasy football. What do you do with a guy like Brady and a guy like Rodgers, who have been staples? You mentioned the numbers that Brady can put up. Rodgers, kind of an unknown because of the loss of Devontae Adams. What do you do with those guys? Yeah, you know, so starting in um, in Tampa Bay, obviously they add Russell Gage, the wide receiver three. They add Julio Jones now. Um, you know, I guess you could say the wide receiver four, which sounds crazy when you say Julio Jones's name. But, you know, Brady is going to be Brady. Obviously, some concerns and question marks with him missing about 10 days in the middle of the preseason uh, for personal reasons that no one really knows what's going on there. But I do think at the end of the day, um, you, you will see a Tom Brady return that is going to put up big numbers and continue to produce. And then with Aaron Rodgers, you know, even though he's the reigning back-to-back MVP, he really hasn't been asked a ton. They haven't really needed him to, you know, throw late in games and win games from late in the fourth quarter. They've been getting early leads. They have a phenomenal rushing attack, obviously, with the one-two punch of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And now I think even more so in a weakened NFC and a weakened NFC North, and then that defense adding two first-round picks from Georgia and just adding all this talent, retaining a lot of talent from last year. He may, you know, he may win 13 games again, but not really be asked to do a lot throwing the football and just kind of, you know, not game manage, but, you know, get an early lead and then let the rest of the team, you know, take care of it from there. What do you do with some of the other, like that second tier guy? Uh, you look at a guy like, say, T. Higgins. You look at a guy like Dalvin Cook, who has been so productive. 
Uh, you obviously still have a guy like Stephon Diggs, but then you look at the tight ends and say like Travis Kelsey and, and company. Those guys, where is their value? Yeah, you know, I do think at the tight end position, you mentioned Travis Kelsey. There's really, in my opinion, four or five tight ends that if you don't get one of those guys, and so Kelsey is, of course, the clear number one option there. Um, then Mark Andrews in Baltimore, especially now with the loss of Marquise Brown, a clear top option. And then it's Darren Waller with the Raiders. Uh, Kyle Pitts with the Atlanta Falcons, and then George Kittle to a degree with the 49ers. His, his issue is sometimes they just want him to be a blocker. But nevertheless, after those five guys, I think the reason there's a ton of value with them is that it kind of falls off a cliff. I mean, there's guys like, like TJ Hawkinson in Detroit and some other options, Dallas Goddard in Philadelphia, but they're just not guys that produce at the same level. So definitely value there. And then you mentioned some of those other receivers. There's so much receiver depth this year. I do think, of course, if you can get a, a Jamar Chase, a T. Higgins, some of these dynamic playmaking, game-changing guys that can take over and score you know, multiple long touchdowns in a game, that goes a long way. But there are so many options um, you know, at the receiver position. Maybe you can, you can wait a little bit and get some good value on some later-round guys at wide receiver. Now, I, 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 by the way, we're talking with Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. Uh, you can get him at PFF underscore Brad. But you look at guys like, say, like a DK Metcalf. There was a lot of talk about him in the offseason, possibly being traded and the deal he was going to get. Then you lose Russell Wilson. He doesn't have the same quarterback throwing to him. So where does his value then begin to fall? Yeah, it goes down. No, no question about it. Him and Tyler Lockett are getting drafted later this year than they were last year. Um, yeah, Russell Wilson is a deep ball passer. He was a perfect quarterback for DK Metcalf. You know, Metcalf also, I want to say, has scored at least nine touchdowns in every season of his career so far. Um, that's probably not going to happen again. And touchdowns are a huge part, of course, um, of fantasy scoring, especially for a guy like him that maybe doesn't get the, you know, eight reception game, but is more of the four or five receptions, you know, for 80 yards and a touchdown, something like that. So those guys fall, and you're not going to take them as early as you would in years past. Uh, it sounds like both Drew Locke and Geno Smith have struggled to consistently connect on the downfield passing in Seattle so far this offseason. Uh, I want to go back and, and talk a, a little bit about the Green Bay Packers. And I know you look at a guy like Aaron Jones, but he also splits a lot of time with A.J. Dillon. How valuable is a guy like Aaron Jones? Because he's also a very good receiver out of the backfield, but they've also given a lot more carries and a lot more touches to A.J. Dillon. They kind of go with whoever has the hot hand. How difficult is it to put a guy like that early on in your fantasy draft when he shares time, he's not the main ball carrier. Yeah, so it's been interesting. Last year, he was extremely undervalued. I would guess probably won a lot of people their leagues. He was going in the third, sometimes fourth round of drafts last year. Um, and like you said, you know, the, the value in being a pass catcher on top of his running duties goes a long, long way. You get those reception points. And then, of course, he is a nifty guy in the open field. But I do think this year, when that extension was signed by Aaron Jones, the way I look at it from a contract you know, analysis perspective, it was basically was a two-year deal. I would be very surprised if he plays in 2023 on this contract unless it is a revised deal or they give him another short-term extension, kind of move the cap hits around. But as of right now, I think this is his last year in Green Bay. And so when you get to concern, the concern there is, okay, let's say it's the second half of the season. Do they want to really feed A.J. Dillon even more, get him more and more acclimated with this offense, get him ready to be maybe that number one workhorse back for them in 2023? He also has the pass-catching ability. They say in camp they love throwing in the ball. He's a natural hands catcher. He can make guys miss and, you know, has the ability to catch and release. Um, so, yeah, there, there is some risk there, but I think both guys are still very valuable um, because it's going to be a run-first offense. They should have a lot of early leads. 
and those guys might get a ton of work through the remaining, you know, second half of a lot of games this year. So as we sit here, we all look for that next guy. You had mentioned it earlier. Give me some of the dark horses, some of the long shots that you think might be a good value. You talked about Zeke Elliott being a little bit undervalued. Who else might be one of those, uh, one or two of those players you're looking for to pick up uh, in the draft that maybe people are undervaluing? Yeah, you know, it is a risk always taking rookies at any position, really. But, you know, they tend not to produce right away. But staying Green Bay, I mean, I think this, this buzz about Romeo Dupes out of Nevada is real. Or Dubs, Dupes, however you pronounce it. <laughs> Dobbs. Um, mm-hmm. But nevertheless, he, 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 if you throw on his college tape, coming out, he, I think he went later than he should have in the draft. He can make guys miss. He can burn on the outside. He's been letting up camp all offseason long, apparently. It sounds like even today, going against a different team in joint practices, he is still kind of making guys miss uh, and wreaking havoc on opposing defenses. So, an interesting late-round flyer. And then a lot of these rookies. I mean, Sky Moore in Kansas City, George Pickens in Pittsburgh. They will be productive early in their careers. You can get these younger players later. I'll throw a couple more in there. I think Zamir White, the running back for the Las Vegas Raiders, I think he's going to get a bigger and bigger role as the year goes on. And then Rashad White with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Leonard Fournette obviously came into camp overweight. He is supposed to be their workhorse three-down back. He was great last year in fantasy. I would still take him. But a good handcuff or a good guy to throw on late in the, in the draft in your roster is Rashad White, their third-round pick. I think he could carve out a nice role as the year goes on as well. Brad, uh, early season predictions sure to go wrong. Give me one or two that you think coming out of this uh, season, this is what you're really feeling strongly about. There's a majority of Americans that really believe that this is the Buffalo Bills year and they're going to win a Super Bowl. Are you on board with that? You know, I am. They're my Super Bowl pick. I think you can poke some holes in this roster, but I think pound for pound it might be one of the better rosters in the NFL. They obviously were super close last year, and I think the biggest weakness they had was generating pressure with that defensive line. So you add Von Miller, he makes everyone else, he's a force multiplier, makes everyone else better on that team. I think they are a, a fair favorite for the Super Bowl this year, even though the AFC is a gauntlet this year you know, across the entire conference. Always good to talk to you, Brad. We appreciate it, and I know we're going to talk a lot throughout the season. Thanks so much, as always, okay? Sounds good. Thank you. There you go. He is Brad Spielberger. You can find him over on Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Brad. PFF underscore Brad. He does a lot of stuff with OverTheCap.com as well at PFF underscore Brad. He joins us on the hotline and some good advice when it comes to fantasy. Um, By the way, uh, he is back again this year which I am so proud to say. I talked to him yesterday, our buddy Paul Chargey. And when does Charge start with us, Ben? Is he on Thursday, this Thursday? Yep, Thursday at noon. Thursdays at noon, our buddy Paul Chargey. And last night, uh, Paul had to walk me through it because for whatever reason it wasn't working. But uh, I got into the guillotine league. I am in with uh, a lot of other talking heads, we'll say, when it comes to uh, when it comes to fantasy football and the guillotine leagues oh, and careful. all the different show, all the different shows that he has around the around the country. So, eighteen different teams in the league, and I am picking twelfth. I am currently uh, uh, four picks away. However, what you, this is kind of cool though, when you go to the guillotine leagues as the draft culminates, if let's say you don't have time to sit there through every pick. Okay, in this pick, uh, I can. What I've done is, you go to the available players that are still on the board. You grab maybe your top five or six, 
you drag them into your queue and then hit auto-draft. And then as those players come off the board, they're removed from your queue. But if you pick more players than there are picks ahead of you, there will be a player in your queue. So right now, uh, you've got uh, Joe Robinson and Cody Tapp and uh, and four more guys that are Alex Golden Company that are all on you know on the clock, so to speak, prior to me. But as of right now, I have Debo Samuel, Dalvin Cook, Stephon Diggs, Travis Kelsey, Aaron Jones, Adam Thielen, Lamar Jackson, and CeeDee Lamb all sitting in my queue. So I can't go wrong right now because one of those guys that I just read off to you is available. So the cool thing is, is you put it on auto draft and it will automatically pick one of those and you rank those guys. And as those guys come off the board, they leave your queue. But if they don't come off the board, the top player in your queue then becomes your draft choice, which is kind of cool when you go through when you go with auto draft because you don't have to sit there minute by minute, second by second, and watch the clock count down while somebody else ponders what it is they want to do. So I'm up in four picks, and if you go by the hours allotted, as this is a very long uh, uh, quote celebrity selection league draft, uh, I think it goes for like six hours per round or something like that, something ridiculous. But I don't have to sit here and watch it every second, which is kind of cool. So uh, we're going to have Paul back on on Thursday, starting this Thursday at noon, the the guillotine leagues. And Paul Charchian and I are going to sit down and talk fantasy football each and every Thursday. Looking forward to that. Also, speaking of that, speaking of that, we have got, uh, I believe we've got some announcements coming up regarding the huddle as well. Maybe some changes to the huddle this year. So stay tuned. Uh, But I just got some details on that yesterday, which is kind of cool. Anyway, there you go. Uh, James James says, by the way, tree stands setting up a day uh, bow hunting. They're setting up the tree stands today and doing some bow hunting, listening to the program. And watching, by the way, on the phone, in the tree stand, uh, on the Bud Light live stream. That's fantastic. Uh, for those of us, uh, those of you that uh, did uh, lose us in Wausau, uh, not that you're listening because you're asking me, but uh, let people know in the Wausau area, if you've got the app, that's where you find us. That's the best way. Otherwise, the nearest station is Marshfield. Um, they ended up going all political uh, at that uh, sports station up there, which was crazy stupid, but they feel there's money there, so okay. But uh, regardless, uh, you can also find us on, always find us on the app. Go to the zone, W-O-Z-N in Madison. The Zone in Madison, that's the app. Download it on your phone, on your computer, on your your tablet, whatever it happens to be. Wherever you listen to it, on Alexa, you can find us there. You can always hear it on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and on the podcast for Google Podcasts as well. But uh, the Zone app out of Madison is the best way to catch the program live each and every day. Wanted to let you know that. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. You better believe it. Going to be using Quick Trip today. Heading up to Wausau immediately after the show, heading up for a cigar dinner tonight. Then after that, streaking over to La Crosse, the home, by the way, of Quick Trip, based in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Going to be doing the show there tomorrow and then back into the Milwaukee area tomorrow night after I leave Buzzard Billy's. So you better believe I'm going to be using Quick Trip a lot, whether it's the hot sandwiches, the cold stuff, the fruits and salads and such, which I'm kind of on the kick now. But uh, stopping a quick trip, I encourage you to use your quick rewards card, and you can still win some cash 
with the Mountain Dew pool tab game. You're good to go with Mountain Dew. You can win a lot of cool cash and prizes. So uh, don't forget, stop into Quick Trip. Use your Quick Rewards card. If you don't have one, get one. It does save you stuff. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. the program bill michael show glad you're hanging in there with us thanks as always hey uh, i put out the word um that uh, just earlier today in the milwaukee area i said hey look uh the fisher house golf outing is right around the corner and one of the things that uh, we do every year is as a lot of places do now charity events they do what's called like a booze wagon or whatever you know and uh, you know, so we take donations. And one of the things I did today was said, hey, you know, to a lot of we have a lot of bar sponsors and a lot of my friends own bars and pubs and restaurants and stuff. And I said, hey, we're uh, we're looking today for donations to fill up two wagons uh, for the golf outing coming up on August 29th. Um, and right away, uh, the first text I got was from Dan Della and the gang over at Social House who said, uh, how many you need and come over and get them. We're ready. They're, they're just great people. Uh, Dan has done such a great job in building up that business and the expansion of that restaurant and the bar area. And it looks great, uh, but it's just a, a fantastic place and even better people. And I've always said, uh, support those who support us uh, because relationships like that, they, they have to work. Not only are they friends, but they have to work both ways. And it really does. They're, they're great people. And every time I say we need something, Dan is one of the first people to have his hand up and say, come to me. I've got you. So thanks to Dan Della and the staff at Social House on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. H-A-U-S, by the way, Social House, H-A-U-S. It's a great place. Don't forget, on Sunday mornings, they do breakfast. And if you buy yourself uh, a mixed drink, it's free pancakes, baby. And there is nothing better in this world than free pancakes. So you go over there early, you load up on the pancakes, and then you're set for the Packers game. Or uh, you, you come back home after the fact, and then sit down and watch the Packers game uh, if you're not going to go to the game itself. So uh, terrific place. And they're coming into their season, and they're wrapping up their golf season. But uh, nevertheless, try, go in and try it. That is our friends at the Social House on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Uh, I, and I, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Lipe, Lipe Costa says, cheers from Brazil watching the program over on YouTube right now. You can follow us and subscribe absolutely free on YouTube, but they are watching us in Brazil. That's not a bad way to go. I don't care who you are. That's good stuff. So thank you so much. Uh, 877-867-1670. And by the way, we have over 2,300 subscribers that watch uh, on the daily over on YouTube, which is a great way to catch the program. I know every now and then the sound gets a little funky, but for the most part, good way to catch the program. Good stuff. Bill, do you know how uh, many stars are on the Brazil flag? Uh, I do not know. 27. How did you know that? No, I looked it up. I was trying to find a fun fact, and hopefully one had to do also with Wisconsin, and I couldn't find one. So You're I decided with me. that. There you go. You're killing me. Okay. 
26 states and a federal district. 27 All right. stars. We are getting our uh, our daily historic uh, lesson from one Actually, of the via I, Brazil. I do have one nugget. They have four time zones in Brazil, and the Big Ten now has four time zones because I learned a couple weeks ago that part of Nebraska is in the mountain time zone. <laughs> You're killing me. You are right, though. Part of Nebraska is in the time zone. Um, only for the fact, and the only reason I know that is because if you look at North Dakota, South Dakota, and Nebraska, before you get into the Colorado area and, and company, and but you look and there's just a straight line where those uh, were divided. Those states were divided. It's very weird you, to me. It, it is very weird, but, you know, we're doing some geography. Speaking of geography, uh, the breakdown is as follows. Uh, states that believe in which team as far as Super Bowl goes. Uh, the Buffalo Bills have 12 states, 12, including New York, Rhode Island, New Jersey, and company, all in those areas, um, Connecticut, uh, that believe that uh, they're going to be winning a championship. Vermont, uh, including North Dakota, South Dakota, Illinois, and Iowa, including the state of Georgia, that all believe the Buffalo Bills are going to win the championship. State number two, the Rams. Rams have five states. They got Oregon, Washington, Nevada. Um, uh, by the way, also uh, they have Hawaii, and the Buffalo Bills also have Alaska too, by the way. And uh, the L.A. Rams, the majority of people in the state of Michigan, following the Matthew Stafford story, also believe that they are going to win a championship. The Cowboys have four states, which uh, obviously they have the ones that are all surrounding. They've got Oklahoma, Texas, and, you know, and company Arkansas. They've got all that uh, whole area down there, uh, New Mexico. So all of that is theirs. Then the Denver Broncos have the mid portion of the country. Uh, New England has four states as well. The upper eastern seaboard, for the most part, believe that the uh, the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl, followed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Raiders, the Chiefs all have three states. Cincinnati Bengals now have three states, um, Ohio, Kentucky, and uh, West Virginia. And that then is followed by the Eagles, who have two states. So Philadelphia Eagles fans have two states. How about that? And uh, then uh, after that, you've got Tennessee with a couple of states. The Green Bay Packers, only the state of Wisconsin believes that the Green Bay Packers are going to win a Super Bowl. How about that? Followed by the Colts with uh, only one state, and that's Indiana. Uh, Minnesota, the Vikings have one state, that's Minnesota. The Baltimore Ravens obviously have that, uh, the D.C. area, have all of Maryland, and the Saints have all of uh, Louisiana. That's it. But the Packers only have one state, excuse me, one state that believes in them, and that is the great state of Wisconsin. By the way, Lipe says uh, he's from uh, Rio de Janeiro, and the Packers have a huge fan base down there. So the Packers might have one state, but they also have a region. There you go, which is huge. Check that out. 
So there you have it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical. Treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and beyond the borders. Uh, give them a shout. That's New Mail, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. 98% they can tell you they can almost guarantee the fact that they can help you out with ED. The medical experts, Dr. Tim and everybody there, they can help you. But you can't do anything if you don't call. How about if you're feeling sluggish, if you're feeling moody, if you're feeling down, and you just don't have that energy to get out of bed, you're not sleeping well at night, could be low T. If you're over the age of 30, it takes you maybe 10, 15 minutes to get your numbers checked. That's it. Stop in. Make an appointment. You can't do anything if you don't call. Then there's the all-in-one weight loss program. I'm back on the wagon, and uh, I am going to start kind of – charting my progress as well as uh, the season is now upon us to start dropping the pounds because we know the holidays are going to be here you're going to be eating the cakes the pies the cookies and all that kind of stuff and you're going to put even more weight on and it's a vicious cycle so you got to get out of it call our friends over at new mail medical 414-455-4451 again 414-455-4451 and as things get underway and i really get back to cranking i will uh, i will begin to do some video stuff and uh, get back at it like I did during COVID uh, and get back at it and uh, start kind of letting you know the progress now that the back is, has healed, uh, or not healed, but at least is doing so, so much better if you were listening to the first part of the program. So that's our friends at New Mail Medical. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. Up next. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you on a Tuesday. Welcome back to the program. 877-867-1670, You want to find us? Do it. Do it. Glad to have you. Uh, this uh, is from Chris, and uh, Chris says, hey, unit, uh, when you come to Wausau, are you going to be able to go to the Scotty Bar? I, you know what? I don't, I, I shouldn't say never. But when I get off the air today, it's uh, pack up the entire studio, throw it in the car, off we go to Wausau. We have the cigar dinner tonight. I might have a little time, depending on what time things get done tonight, to maybe head over and have one at the Scotty Bar. But after that, i got to go across the rest of the state. i got to get to La Crosse. So uh, maybe. Chris, uh, I'd love to. Uh, I know I've got friends up there. I've got my buddy Dwayne and Justin and, and uh, Kevin, and there's so many people that I know up there. Uh, I'd love to be able to go. If I can, we will. If I can't, then maybe next time. Maybe the next time we do that. But uh, I would I would love to. Scotty Bar is a great place. Been there a couple times, as a matter of fact. Um, this one is from uh, Ryan. Ryan says, uh, when you head out to Wausau, are you going to be? Yeah, it's, as a matter of fact, it's uh, the supper club at the bottom of Rib Mountain. That's where we're going to be coming up tonight. At the Trails End Lodge. And unfortunately, Ryan, no. Uh, tickets are sold out. The event, gone. Soup. Not happening. Uh, this is Wisconsin Cheese Curd King. Hits us up over on Twitter. He says, I'm going to call my shot right now. Brew crew, done. Pack it in. Let's look to next year. Get some damn bats and try to recover from this hater craptastic show. Uh, and by the way, our poll question over uh, on Twitter, in case you're uh, interested, the poll question has been uh, out there and uh, about now for a, a little bit of time anyway. But uh, the poll question, 194 votes are cast 
You can find it over on Twitter as well. Within the next three years, the Brewers are closer to, quote, a World Series appearance or a rebuild. 86.6% of you in an hour, almost 200 votes, have said rebuild. Faith is uh, damn near zero. Only 13.4% of you say a World Series appearance. So as the Wisconsinites and Brewers fans believe, nah, baby, nah. There is no championship in the future. There is no World Series appearance in the future for this team. So it uh, that is what has happened when they made the deal to deal away Josh Hader, to show everybody we're not going to spend the money and move on. And, and, and again, whether that's true or not, because uh, I've got people arguing, I, that's fine. If you want to believe what you want to believe, I, I don't disagree with you. I think the I think the Brewers have kind of showed their hand a little bit. Uh, I still, to this moment, do not understand. I mean, I do, but I don't understand the totality of that hater trade. It just didn't make sense at the time. It still doesn't for what's transpired since then. Um, but as Brian put it, the front office has sent a clear message with the horrible hater deal that they're not a World Series contender, so rebuild it is. And that is perception throughout. And all you got to do is go over to the Facebook fan page where I posted the question earlier. The question for you is what do you believe is to be more true? The Brewers are closer to a World Series or a rebuild. And perception has become reality in many people's minds. And that can be unbelievably detrimental, whether you, whether it's true or not. That's what the belief is. So not only do the Brewers have to win on the field, but now they have to win off the field to tell their fans, yes, we are still in it to win it. Because right now, people just flat out don't believe you. Um, Jeff says, outside looking in, the Brewers were not a real World Series competitor this year anyway. Nobody wanted to hear it which made the trade deadline moves even more frustrating. Leading the week central at the time is not the same as looking at your roster and thinking you could win a playoff series. I think it's more likely they made the moves uh, hoping to be in a better spot to make a run over the next two years, and they just simply gave up on this one. And that is probably the most based-in-reality statement you can make. Now, uh, and Jeff, I don't know what you're a fan of, but that's probably the most based in reality statement you can make was they looked at it and said, yeah, look at what the Dodgers are doing. The the Mets are doing. The Yankees are doing. The Astros are doing. We're not in that league. Uh, then again, now, again, injuries can be the great equalizer. So if you do get, say, to mid-August and if the Brewers were up four or five or seven games or whatever it was right now and they had the division pretty much wrapped up and all of a sudden the Dodgers sustain a couple of injuries in the pitching staff, and same with the Mets. Well, you're right there. But basically, by the, by this trade and taking the wind out of the sails of the guys in that clubhouse, you've said, no, nope, we're just going to go ahead and start, you know, start taking our foot off the gas, and we're not going. We're just going to kind of coast. Now, here's the next question regarding that. Um, and this is from Kevin. He says. If you are in the midst of a rebuild or you're starting to look towards next year, do you then look past Craig Council? I think he's done a great job, but others seem to think that they'd be better off with a fresh start. What are your thoughts? I I think, it might, and I've been a staunch supporter of Craig Council. You can talk about certain moves and such, but he makes moves analytically and statistically in conjunction with the general manager. 
I believe he has done probably a greater job with less talent than he's been given credit for. I think he's been able to manipulate the numbers and the statistics. I think that they have been able to do more with less. And for whatever reason, why you would want to get rid of Craig Council, other than maybe a personality conflict, you don't like his answers in a press conference, whatever, you can't find a more I want to win for Milwaukee and Wisconsin passionate manager than Craig Council. You just can't. Why would you want want to throw him to the to the wayside? Just because? I can see if guys aren't listening to him. I can see if he's lost his passion for managing. I can see this year, that was a kick to the gut to get rid of Josh Hader. But I cannot fathom for the life of me why you would want to get rid of Craig Council. I, I, I just, I, I don't understand that. Uh, Ryan says, I thought Mark Antanasio, Brewers owner, didn't like using the term rebuild. We quote, retool. And this is why we're going to continue to see the Brewers make puzzling trades like Josh Hader. When you have a player coming close to the end of, quote, team control, and you're not going to resign him, they'll trade anyone and everyone, even during a playoff run. If they feel that they can get value back and to replace that player now for the playoffs or an asset for the future, that's what they're going to do. I do wonder, though, when they'll value pitching. They actually need to start paying large dollars for homegrown pitchers and using that on a hitter as well. I don't think we've gotten fair value back uh, after the Yelich extension. Uh, I don't know of many who thought that he'd save this kind. He'd have this kind of fall off. Uh, that is until he started having back issues, and his hitting is generated from his back and his hips. Uh, the agreed upon statement is: be competitive every season, fighting for the playoffs, but never going all in. That's from Ryan. Again, pitching, or excuse me, perception becomes reality. There you go. Uh, it just continues on. Uh, let's do this. Going to go ahead and take a quick break, come back. Got a lot more to get to. Uh, I want to talk more about this, obviously more about the Green Bay Packers. Packers in a joint practice session today with the New Orleans Saints. We may even hear from Green Bay and Mike Clemens before it's all said and done. If he decides to check in, I'm not quite sure if he will or not, but... It could possibly happen. We will wait and see. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Ten years locked in, 2.99%. Not many deals like that out there right now with the way the economy's gone. But that's right. You heard me. Ten years, 2.99% right now. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And it's probably more so for homeowners that want to do a whole house. Or if you're, say, building a home, you want to do your whole home in Pella Windows and Doors. That's a great deal. If you want just one window, get one window. They have deals and specials going on right now. Slider window, roll screen on the inside, blinds on the inside, outside, different hardwares, different finishes, different colors, whether it's impervia or wood or fiberglass, whatever it happens to be, vinyl windows, they carry a brand for everybody. But if you want to do the house, you want to raise the value of the house, you want to make your home more economical and do it over a period of time, 2.99% over 10 years, and you can't do a damn thing if you don't get a hold of them. Go to Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That's a great deal. PellaWI.com or or call them, 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, a training camp update. 
In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers making changes on the offensive line. They're considering Elton Jenkins at right tackle. That's a good sign that they think that David Bakhtiari will be back at some point at left tackle. Tight end Robert Tunyon is back at practice, slowly getting ready for some contact after recovering from a torn ACL. Oh yeah, I'll definitely need to get hit, for sure. They now come with time as, as I progress into uh, more football stuff and team stuff, but yeah, definitely would like to get hit a couple times, that's for sure. For anyone on this defense, you don't want to be the first one to hit you? Probably Rashawn, Gary. <laughs> He's the only person I wouldn't let hit me. Everyone else, I'll let hit me. <laughs> the Packers added another tight end, Nate Becker, six foot five, 264 pounds. He's been with the Lions, the Bills, and the Panthers. The Saints are here for two days of joint practices. Before leaving New Orleans, the Saints' new head coach, Dennis Allen, was asked on why he accepted the Packers' invitation to spend the week here before Friday night's game at Lambeau. There's a couple factors that went into that, you know, going up to Green Bay, Wisconsin and getting out of this heat down here is, is a big factor, you know, and then obviously getting an opportunity to work against, you know, a Super Bowl contending team, work against, you know, a guy like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, so there's a lot of things about that that uh, were intriguing to us. And, and so we're excited about, you know, getting up there and going to work against those guys. Now, the Packers have hosted the Texans and the Jets in joint practices since Matt LaFleur took over in Green Bay. You know, we we've done this the last couple of years. So you kind of have like a format. We tweak it every time. And uh, certainly if there's things that, you know, Dennis wants, then we accommodate and vice versa. So, no, it should be it should be good work, you know, the next two days. That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Grill, Pewaukee Lake, great place. Going to go there and watch a Brewers game tonight. Watch a sunset. Maybe take the boat over there. Get some good food. They got music out back during the weekends on the deck. Beautiful place. They've done a tremendous job with the renovation and the garage doors and such. But uh, that's Sunset Grill, Pewaukee. And you see a lot of posts on Facebook. Follow them on Facebook as well for a lot of the stuff that they do over there. A lot of fun at that place as well. That is Sunset Grill, Pewaukee. Coming up in the next hour, Zach Heilprin is going to be joining us. We're going to talk with him not only about the Badgers, but a little bit about the Packers. He's also in Green Bay today. So we'll touch base with him and uh, get his thoughts as the Packers squared off against the New Orleans Saints in that joint practice. But also as uh, the Badgers were uh, announced that they were 18th in the college AP poll, we'll get his thoughts on the placement of the Badgers there. When is the next Kenny and Heilprin show coming up, Ben? Thursday way. night. Is, is that Thursday? Six o'clock, okay. yeah. Uh, and in the okay. coming weeks, that will change. So there will be news on that. Yeah, we've got uh, we got all kinds of news, programming news coming up. So just trying to nail down some of the, uh, some of the details. But uh, some exciting stuff is coming that I'm looking forward to. Which not only is it exciting, but it also, if, if it all comes to fruition, it also makes my life a little easier, which is great. So both personally and professionally, it's all good. I love it. Love it. All right, we got another hour yet to go. Bill Michael's show continues on. Don't forget, keep hitting it. Go to the 15th annual poker run. If you ride a motorcycle or know somebody who does, we need you. We need volunteers, too. You can still ride with us. We need volunteers in the morning for staging and all of that kind of good stuff. So please help us out. Go to FisherHouseWI.org. That's FisherHouseWI.org in the events page and get pre-registered. You can also see it right there over on the Bud Light live stream. You can follow all the information. Go to Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. 
facebook.com slash big unit poker run we cannot do it without you please get registered get signed up another hour yet to go right after this the bill michaels show podcast listen rate subscribe